Thank you for that. And Lord, you have not left us as orphans because your word says that you have sent us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit with us today who testifies of Jesus, who is our counselor, our comforter, our helper, our advocate. And we praise you for that, Lord. We invite you, Holy Spirit. We hand the service over to you. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being with us, for ministering the love and the grace and the mercy of God to each and every person. Every need met. The windows of heaven opened. Thank you, Lord, that we are the household of God. And because of that, Lord, we walk in an open heaven. Help us to see things the way you see things, Lord. And right now, we just set aside our carnal thinking, and we thank you by the Holy Spirit that you renew and refresh us today, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. It's our heart's desire to hear from you, and only you. May the meditation of my heart the words of my mouth be pleasing unto you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. Well, welcome, beloved. Y'all know what today is? Today is Pentecost Sunday. Hallelujah that we walk in Pentecost. We walk in Pentecost. We walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. We walk in the miracles of God. We walk in an open heaven. Hallelujah. The fullness of Christ has been granted unto us as believers. Everything, every spiritual blessing in Christ is our inheritance. It is time, beloved, to stop thinking on a terrestrial plane. It is time to stop thinking with earthly thoughts. It is time to soar into heavenly realms by the power of the Holy Spirit. It is time to take off the blinders. Beloved, the veil was torn for you. The veil was torn for you. What did that do for you? communion with the Lord, with your Father, blinders removed, and we praise you for that, Lord. Help us to see with the eyes of the Spirit. Help us to come up into heavenly realms. Your kingdom come here on earth. Why? So that we might glorify you that you are glorified and that the world is reached with your amazing love. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So, beloved, this is Pentecost Sunday, but here's the deal. You live in Pentecost every day. 
the Holy Spirit was poured out, right, in Acts. The church was born, correct? But the Holy Spirit never went away. So what Joel prophesied, what Joel talked about, is for us at all times. My Bible does not tell me that the Holy Spirit ever left. So you see, we don't need... Well, the disciples received it, and it's continued on. And that's what we are intended to walk in every day. Every day. Every single day. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Now I know that there are people here that have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the evidence of speaking in tongues, and there, those are the, there are those who have not. So at the end of the service day, you're going to have an opportunity to receive that. But I want to fill your spirits with the spirit of truth. Fill your spirits with the word of God. Because the word of God builds our faith, doesn't it? Okay, so when, when a person is born again, and this is really not my message, but I'm just going to give you a little bit of background. When a person is born again, their spirit is recreated. They are new creatures, new creations in Christ. The very image of God transforms your spirit. You leave the carnal world, so to speak, ushered by the Holy Spirit. You have a renewed spirit, recreated spirit. So that's not my message today. You can go to Romans 8, read it there. You can read in just some of the scriptures. You can go to 2 Corinthians 1, 21 and 22, and um, chapter 5, 5 and 17. But Jesus told his disciples, he told his disciples that when he went away, he would send a comforter. He would send a counselor. He would send the advocate who, was the, who is the spirit of truth. Who, who in this room needs a spirit of truth operating in their lives? Yeah, we all need it every day. Every hand in this room should have gone up. Okay? It is time to engage people. You're not supposed to sit there and be lazy. You are here to engage with the Holy Spirit. You can do this on your own, you know. But we come here to worship in spirit and in truth together, to edify one another, to build one another up. We come with expectation. We need to come with expectation, not with lazy hearts, not with lazy spirits. Fully willing to receive all that our good Father has for us. Because it's only us that can get in the way of all that he has for us to receive. So anyway, Jesus told the disciples that he was going to send the Holy Spirit. Sorry, I'm not trying to be mean to y'all. Trying to encourage you. Okay, good. And then it was good that the Holy Spirit would come, would come. Because when the Holy Spirit came, Jesus told them that, that they would do greater works 
than what he did. Okay, that kind of puts some of our religious thinking on tilt, doesn't it? But that's what he said. He said we would do greater works than he did. Okay, John 14, verse 12. I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me. What's our faith in? Jesus. <coughs> our faith is not in our faith. Our faith is not in our good works. Our faith is in Jesus. I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these. That's the dispensation in which you are walking. He wants you to do that. He needs you to do that. And I will do whatever, oh, because I am going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name. That's Jesus. So that the Son, this is the reason we exist, may bring glory to the Father. We exist to bring glory to the Father. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. See, it didn't go away, did it? Forever means forever. Okay? So we need, we need the Holy Spirit, and we need to be bold enough, because we need to glorify God. That's our heart's desire, is to glorify God. We need to be bold enough to believe for all the fullness of everything in Christ. Every inheritance that we have received in Christ. Walking in it every day. He will give you another counselor to be with you forever. The spirit of truth. Now that's who you get to talk to every single day. You have an issue? Well, you can talk to the spirit of truth. Hallelujah. Verse 17. The world, the world, that's yo, those yet to believe, okay? And you could probably even qualify there, nor your carnal mind. N nobody here at RCC, right? Because y'all are renewing your mind with the word, right? The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. That's because of the Holy Spirit presence poured out for you. I will come to you. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is Jesus come to us. You get to dine with Jesus. You get to walk with Jesus. You get to come to a table prepared by Jesus. Wow. Wow. Because the Holy Spirit is Jesus come to you. So in, in my thinking, the Holy Spirit is pretty important. Mandatorily important. Fundamentally important. You, you cannot live without him. In his fullness. The carnal spirit, the world, the religious spirit cannot receive the things of God. That's scripture. 
our recreated spirit in the image of God receives the things of God. All the things of God, not just some of them. God didn't come to give you this big, huge, beautiful gospel just so you could have part of it. So that's why it's so important to receive everything that God has, the entirety of the Holy Spirit outpouring, all the gifts of God, because we hear from God through the Holy Spirit. Right? So I want every part of what the Holy Spirit was sent to do so that I can fulfill the mission that God has for me in my life. John 20, and this is when Jesus appears after the crucifixion. Verse 19. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, oh, it's important that we come together. With the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side, and the disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. You are sent. You are sent. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. The very breath of God, the very breath of Jesus, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone their sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not, they are not. So Jesus breathed on his disciples the Holy Spirit. And he said to them that he was sending them. So do you think that the Holy Spirit is important for you when you are being sent out? Absolutely. He says it right here. He gave them the Holy Spirit and, you know, he sent them. So obviously Jesus knows something that's important. That is the dispensation, the, the outpouring, rather, of the Holy Spirit. So, that's all background. The baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues is for every believer. It's for every believer. We want everything he gives us, and if he tells us about it in this word, we want it. Right? We don't want to disqualify ourselves. We don't want to say that it was only for back then. I've already given you scripture that proves that it's for now. And we want to walk in the fullness of everything God has. That's what we're on this journey, the received journey. Remember the original prophecy that we started with that is the foundation for all of these messages. And the scripture tells us that all we have to do is ask. This is not complicated. Religion has made this complicated. God does not make this complicated. He tells us all we have to do is ask. We already read that in John 14, 13, but we're going to read it in Luke 11, verse 9. So I say to you, this is Jesus speaking, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone. Whose Bible says something other than everyone? 
Whose Bible says for the select few? Whose Bible says for the elect? Whose Bible says for my very special ones? No. <laughs> That's not right. It says for everyone. Everyone. Everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. And to him who knocks the door will be open. Which of your fathers... If your son asks for a fish, we'll give him a snake instead. Or, if he asks for an egg, we'll give him a scorpion. If you, then though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven Give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. We just ask, that's all. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You're so good and kind and merciful. You have so much goodness. He has so much goodness. More goodness than you can even imagine. So, after Jesus' resurrection, you know, he, he appears to the disciples for like 40 days. And in Acts 1, verses 4 and 5 and 8 and 9, it says, On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Okay. Well, we know all we have to do is ask. He says, this is a command. This is a command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift. This is a gift. How many people in here want every gift that the Lord has for them? Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father promised. 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 Does God ever alter his word or the covenant that has gone out of his lips? No. No. Never. Which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Will. Will. Verse 8. But you will receive power. See, he has reasons for everything. He has goodness as a result of all his gifts. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So that has to include you. It has to include you. Because there's still a job to be done. All the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. This is the birth of the church. Okay? A church meant to glorify our Father in heaven. He told them to wait. He told them to expect. He commanded them. He told them that he had a gift for them. 
a gift. That tells me that I live in a heaven, in an, in an openness with God where he is pouring this gift out. All I have to do at that point is receive it. All I have to do is open the gift. That's up to me, though. Acts 2. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like, like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. So it was a sound like a violent blowing wind. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them. Did it just say some of the ones that were there? Nope. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. So all we have to do is ask for what Jesus already wanted us to have. Acts 2.14. Then Peter stood up with the eleven. He raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These men are not drunk, as you suppose. See, that's the carnal mind. That's, that's a carnal approach to a Holy Spirit thing. And we need to be very I'm just going to tell you right now, we need to be very, very attentive that we do not approach Holy Spirit with a carnal mind. Danger, danger, danger. Do not approach the oracles of God with a carnal mind. You can reason away the gift of God in your life. Danger. Don't go swimming on your own. Jump in the rivers of life with the Holy Spirit. Rivers of life that will usher forth from your bellies. Prophecy, miracles, healings. Do not Approach God with your carnal mind. So this, this next thing, this is what the, you know, this is what the prophet Joel spoke about, and they received, and it has not left. You see, we're just walking in this. Okay? No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women. I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. 
and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So, are we going to believe for this? Do we believe for this in this church? Do you believe for this in your life? Yeah, it all belongs to you. Don't disqualify yourself. Acts 2.32 God has raised this Jesus to life and we are all witnesses of the fact. Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see in here. Do you want something that's been poured out directly from Jesus, from your Father? Do you want that? Yeah, we want that. If Jesus poured it out, it's for me. And my Bible never tells me that he took it back or that he wants me to only have a portion of it, a little bitty portion. You're going to walk in a little bitty portion. No, excuse me, double portion. Mighty, mighty rain. Mighty rain. Is that where we started the year? Yeah, well, it goes on and on and on. So, why is it important? Why is it important to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the evidence of speaking in tongues? Why is that important? So, I was studying, the Lord gave me some, there's no way you could, first of all, let me just say, there's no way you could cover all that this morning. There's so much. I mean, we could, we can come up with a few things, right, that the Lord tells us about, but we would be here for years, wouldn't we? Okay, so here are a few. Acts 1-8, it gives us power, it gives us wisdom, power and wisdom. Now, does this mean you aren't a Christian if you haven't been baptized in tongues? No. Does it mean that at all? Does it mean you can't witness to people if you haven't been baptized in tongues? No, it doesn't mean that. But do you want everything backing you up and flowing through you that God has when you do those things? Yeah, I do. I do. And he tells me right here that it gives us wisdom and power. Acts 1.8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and to the ends of the earth. Power. Power to overcome the wiles of the enemy. Power to overcome darkness. Power to overcome confusion. And I want that. I, you know what? Especially in the end times, beloved. You know, I'm not a scare you preacher. But the end times are not going to be fun. More and more darkness operating through people. Spirits. Demonic spirits. Influencing. I want everything the Lord has for me so that I can see straight. I want to see straight. I want to see 
the oracles of God. I want to see the Holy Spirit. I want to see the truth of the word. I want to see the promises of God. I want to see victory for other people. You might just be the shelter for someone in the end times. You might be the one that God uses to snatch somebody. And tongues will help you do that. They'll help you stay straight and true. Hallelujah. Acts 6. You know, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, evidence of speaking in tongues, takes you into a whole new dimension. Let's just get real about it. It is not something that you're going to understand in your brain. It takes you into a whole nother dimension. He will reveal the oracles of God to you. I want that. I want to walk in the oracles of God. Do you think you can walk in the oracles of God? Do you think you can walk knowing the mysteries of God? The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. Now Stephen, Acts 6, now Stephen, uh, uh, verse 8, now Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, and if you back up to verse 5, it says, full of faith and the Holy Spirit. So where did he get grace and power? Yeah. In my book, that's all connected. He did great wonders and miraculous signs among the people. That means among the world. Opposition arose, however, from the members of the synagogue of the three freedmen, as it was called, Jews of Cyrene and Alexandria, as well as the providence of Cilicia and Asia. These men began to argue with Stephen. You will always get an argument. Put it down. Ignore it. Move on. Let the Holy Spirit tell you what to do about it. But nobody's going to argue with me about the word. It's just not going to happen. Religious spirits want to argue the truth of the word. Don't fall for that. Don't get caught up in that. The word is the word, it is what it says, and if someone has a problem with it, you can speak the word in love. Speak the word in love. But there are plenty of scriptures that when you go to a place and you say, and you let your peace fall upon that place, and they don't receive it, it says, dust the, kick the dust off your feet. So you be aware of religious spirits. They say that it's not important because my Jesus sure shows me something different. But they could not stand up against his wisdom, that's Stephen, or the spirit by whom he spoke. When you pray in tongues, your spirit is directly connected with your father. 
It's the language of the Father. It's the language, the Holy Spirit. It gets your mind out of the way. It gets your flesh out of the way. You are in direct communion with your Father. You hear and you're edified by God that way, aren't you? Even if you don't understand it. Even if you don't understand it. You know, we need to quit putting the scripture in this logic box. You'll miss out. You're going to really miss out. You don't want to do that. Where was I? Oh. Or the spirit by whom he spoke. It makes us witnesses. What does the Holy Spirit do? That, that was our first reason. The second reason, it makes us witnesses able to boldly speak the word. Boldly speak. Acts 4.31. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. There are physical effects to praying in the Spirit. Physical. Physical. Tangible. You can see them, feel them. Not that we seek after that. We seek the Holy Spirit. We ask for the Holy Spirit. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. You will get a new unction, a new power. Spend time praying in the Holy Spirit in your closet. You will walk in new boldness. You're going to need boldness in these times. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and much grace was upon them all. The Holy Spirit will also give you grace to know what to do in every situation, to minister grace. Hallelujah, we all need that. He gives us grace for every situation. You become his testimony with boldness by the Holy Spirit. Do you get that? You become his testimony with boldness by the Holy Spirit, the witness of Jesus. You become the very witness of Jesus. Acts 1.5. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So, like we said before, can you witness without tongues? Yes, of course you can. But don't you want it all? Don't you want everything? Don't you want the wisdom? Don't you want the boldness that the, that the baptism gives? Okay. When we don't, this is, this is beautiful. This is truly beautiful. Because so many times we really do not know how to pray. When you don't know how to pray, the Spirit intercedes. Thank you. <laughs> That's all I can say about that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. You did not leave me as an orphan. When I don't know how to pray, the Holy Spirit intercedes. In my weakness, the Holy Spirit intercedes. 
Hallelujah. And what is he doing when we pray in tongues? He is praying the perfect will of God. Perfect will of God. Does that give anyone in this room rest? Does that give you reassurance? Oh, Lord, thank you. He loves you so much. And when we pray in the Spirit, his perfect will is being prayed into our lives. Wow. It sounds too good to be true, but that's a mental thought. Because your spirit will rejoice at that. Your spirit leaps when it hears that. Hallelujah. In some situation, you know, if you have a question and you just don't know what to do, he will remove the spirit of confusion. Wow. Romans 8, 26. In the same way, the spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes. Who needs an intercessor? The Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. You don't know what to do? Just pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit, and the Lord will speak mysteries to your heart. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints. Those are believers in accordance with God's will. In accordance with God's will. Hallelujah. That helps me. That helps you. When we pray in tongues, we pray the mysteries of God. I'm not making that up. The fullness of God. The heart of the Father. The heart of the Father. I want the heart of the Father. Acts 2, 4. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were staying, by the way, I just want to, before we get to the end of service, I just, in case I forget about this, I want to say to you, because we will have a call for those who want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, the evidence of speaking in tongues. When you receive the Holy Spirit, the evidence of speaking in tongues, do not say in your carnal mind and negate the things of God. Do not say, oh, this is just me making this up. You have to use your voice, and you just let the Holy Spirit flow. But do not say, this is just me making it up. It says right here that the Holy Spirit enables. So, just in case I forgot that later. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. So the Holy Spirit enables this. Now there were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one of them, listen to this, each one of them, each one heard them speaking in his own language. 
utterly amazed. We serve an amazing God. They asked, are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our own native language? Huh, how is that? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them, okay, listen to what is being declared. In the tongues, in the tongues, in the tongues. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own language. Tongues declares the wonders of God. Who wants to walk in the wonders of God? This is no little thing. This is no little thing. This is major. It is important. It is necessary. I'm not trying to scare you or anything. Because God says all you got to do is ask. It doesn't make it difficult. So I'm going to actually give you an example of this. Okay, I had a friend. This is true. Okay, this was my friend. I know, so don't tell me that I'm making it up. You know, or don't like get your mind in there like, oh, that it wasn't really true. You know, we always want to doubt preachers, don't we? But this was true. I had a friend, and one day, you know, she was at work, and she was leaving work. And she went out into the parking lot, and a coworker who she really didn't know but was like in the same building, you know, she had seen her. And so the, the coworker was also a lady. And the lady went into the parking lot and like lost consciousness and fell down on the ground. And my friend happened to see this. My, my friend is a spirit-filled, tongue-talking, Bible-believing, blood-covered, you know, believing in the miracles of God. And so she goes over there, and while someone else was calling 911, she went over to this unconscious lady and started just praying in the spirit over her, praying in tongues over her. Okay? So... The lady, turns out, the lady was Arabic, okay, a Muslim, Islamic by religion, all right? So she regains consciousness, and she says to my friend, huh, I didn't know you knew Arabic. And my friend says, I don't know Arabic. I know English but I know God. I know the Holy Spirit. So the lady, yeah, exactly. So the lady, the one that had become unconscious, said, while I was laying there, you were preaching to me about the love of God. How much God loves me, that he came to save me, that he came to be my healer, and she had delivered the entire salvation message. And this lady got saved and was healed and was fine. So, that 
was an example of how tongues can work. What God sent tongues to do in our lives. Hallelujah. So don't believe for one second. Don't believe for one second. One millisecond. Who knows what's smaller than that? Well, whatever it is, don't even believe for that amount of time that tongues is not important. You need it. You need it in your family. You need it in your life. You need it for the people that God has you to minister to. They are important. They are useful to us today. Tongues allows us, tongues allows us to be the perfect expression of God in this earth. Did you all hear that? Because I would be jumping up and running around the room. You think about that. It is the perfect expression of God in the earth. Think about who you take advice from in your life. I'll let that one go. 1 Corinthians 14. For anyone who speaks in a tongue, does not speak to men, but to God. I want that. Indeed, no one understands him. He utters mysteries with his spirit. And what are we first and foremost in this? What are we first and foremost? We are spirit beings. First and foremost, you are spirit beings. You happen to be housed in a body, but you are spirit beings. You're either a spirit in touch with God or you're a spirit not in touch with God. So let's be in touch with God. (laughs) We are spirit beings. And those mysteries, when we are, when we are, and don't say, don't, don't even think about that you need to try to understand this with your you know, with a carnal mind. But when we pray in tongues, those spirit mysteries of God get placed in our spirits. Hallelujah! Woo! We are edified. When that happens, think about what's happening to you. You are being edified by the very presence of God in your spirit. The very presence of God. Connected. Nothing can break that current. It is alive. It is full of the force of God. It is his presence. Direct communion with him, spirit to spirit. Nothing can get in the way of that. I just broke my necklace. (laughs) Settle down, Lisa Marie. Quit yelling. I don't mean to yell at you. I just get so excited. See, he bypasses our mind. He bypasses all the clutter in the world. He bypasses all the distractions. Fluid, 
fluid presence of God, spirit to spirit. Whoa. Hallelujah. Nobody can take that from me. Nobody can take it from you. The wind of heaven. The wind of heaven. And all we have to do is just believe it in our hearts. Just a spirit thing. Wasn't there a song like that one time? First Corinthians 14, 14. For I, if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. But my mind is unfruitful. See, your spirit's transformed by the presence of God, the touch of God. What shall I do? I will pray with my spirit. I will also pray with my mind. I will sing with my spirit. But I will also sing with my mind. Isn't it awesome to have spirit-led worship? He commands us to sing in the spirit. So this is not logic. We just cling to Jesus. We just have faith in Jesus. We just believe what he told us. Okay, tongues edifies us and builds us up. That's another reason. It builds our faith, and it keeps us in the love of God. The love of God. The single greatest thing that we have ever been given, his beautiful love for each and every person, for each and every one of us. 1 Corinthians 14, 4. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. So you can pray for interpretation. Tongues and interpretation. Okay, that's important too, right? I'm, I'm not talking about all that today. But that's important because it edifies the church. But praying in tongues edifies you. Jude tw verse 20 and 21. But you, dear friends, okay, he's telling us to do this, build yourselves up in your most holy faith and pray in the Holy Spirit. So that says to me, when I'm praying in the Holy Spirit, there's an and there. When I'm praying in the Holy Spirit, I am building myself up on my most holy faith by the power of the Spirit. It's building faith in me for the things of Jesus. But there's more. Verse 21. Keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. See, when we pray in the Spirit, it builds us up in our most holy faith, and it keeps us in the love of God. Do you think the Holy Spirit is going to be praying anything other than the love of God? So you're going to be being edified with the love of God in your own life and for others. And what is the greatest thing that we have to reach other people? His love. His love. His love. Thank you, Father. So I want every power, I want every authority that Jesus has for me, that the Holy Spirit has for me. Every dimension. 
His kingdom come here in me, dwelling in me, reaching others. And the Holy Spirit gives me a way, the Holy Spirit gives me a way to distinguish between the carnal and the spirit. And I need that. I need that. It helps me see into the heavenly realms. Tongues, particularly with interpretation, bring me revelation from God. Straight from the throne of God. Tongues with interpretation, remember we were talking about that, edifies the church. In the church gathering, it builds up the body. We want to do that too, don't we? The oracles of God, the very oracles of God spoken out to build us up. 1 Corinthians 14.5 I would like every one of you See, he doesn't say just for, you know, the people in power, just for the preachers, just for the evangelists, just for whatever. He says, I would like every one of you to speak in tongues. But I would rather have you prophesy. He who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues unless he interprets. So we want to pray for interpretation so that the church may be edified. For this reason, anyone who speaks in a tongue should pray that he may interpret what he says. So, the Spirit brings the truth of God to us. Right? A heart that will be able to discern between light and dark. The carnal and the spirit. Truth and deception. There can't be any deception in the presence of God. So when we're praying in tongues and we're praying the very mysteries of God, we're not going to be deceived. Right? So it brings the truth of God. And I want every bit of what he has for me. It helps us to overcome darkness. It helps us to uh, spot deception. It helps us to see the wiles of the devil. It helps us not to be distracted by carnality. So, today, this is a call this is a call to stir up the gifts. To stir up the gifts. If you already speak in tongues, then when people come forward, you're going to be praying. You're going to be sitting there. You're going to stand there. You're going to be praying in the Spirit. If you have already received the baptism of, of tongues, and maybe you just don't use it very much, you can come forward to stir that up. Because we need to be praying in the Spirit at all times. All throughout the day. Right? If you have received the baptism of speaking in tongues, but say you only have a few little words. You only have three or four words. You see, God doesn't God wants you to have it all. Rivers of living water ushering forth from our bellies. Rivers. The Holy Spirit is life. Rivers flowing. So if you only have a few words, come up. We're going to pray, and you're going to receive rivers. If you have never been baptized, first of all, I want to say to you, do not be ashamed. Do not be embarrassed. 
Everyone in this church who has the baptism is rejoicing when people come up to receive all that God has. We don't want anyone leaving without what God has promised. And all we have to do is ask. Now, here's another thing. So, you know, when you come up, you just allow the Holy Spirit to speak through you. Okay? Luke, I'm going to remind you here in Luke 11 what it says. This is Jesus. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open. The door is open, wide open, full throttle, open. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be open. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, we'll give him a scorpion. No, see, you serve a loving father. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Now, let me just say one further thing, and, and we're going to have the TV off, so you don't even have to be embarrassed about that, not that you should be. If you're not ashamed of Jesus, he's not going to be ashamed of you, right? Okay. Everyone's heart in this room is supporting you. Everybody is for you. Most of all, most importantly, Jesus is for you. He sits at the right hand of the Father, ever making intercession for us. He wants you to have every gift in full measure. Now, you don't need me. I just want to tell you that, too. You do not need me to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the evidence of speaking in tongues. I'm just here to be a helper. That's all. I, I don't even have to do anything. I'm just going to stand next to you, and I'm just going to be praying in the